Nye podcast to Barrago. This podcast is on country. Nye gatang goba nye awabakal barai nye warmai barai nye wan nimbu wan nimbu. This is gatang barai land. Nye awabakal barai awabakal country nye warmai barai warmai country nye wan nimbu wan nimbu. Always and always. Were you still in school when you debuted? Because you debuted at 17. Yeah, I was in college still. Yeah. So, funnily enough, my last exam of college, like I was done with school, everything. Yeah. yeah. That was the day I debuted. Yeah, so you oh, did wow. the exam and then went <laughs> and played. The exam in the morning. Went and played for one of the greatest <laughs> rugby league clubs. Of, yeah. yeah. So, went straight down to the training because we played away. Yeah. Straight down to the training facility, got the bus down. No way. Had all my like, gears packed in the bag in the morning. Hi, and welcome to Knights HQ, the official podcast of the NIB Newcastle Knights, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, highly skilled labour hire and real world training for engineering trades and construction. I'm Jay Nelson, and with me always is my better half, Mr. Matt Croker. How are you going, my friend? Very well, Jay. How are you going, mate? Doing pretty well. Pretty Doing good. pretty well. I'm pretty excited about today's episode. So am I, mate. It's been a good week. He's had a great season, this bloke I'm about to introduce. Come from halfway across the world and, um, mate, he's just he's gone up in leaps and bounds his last year. Um, his first year was a bit difficult. We'll talk about that. But, mate, no further more introduction. Dom, Dominic Young. How you going, mate? What's going on, guys? Are you good? Pleasure to be here. Bit of an injury. We'll talk about that later. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah. Pretty good, yeah. Bit frustrating. You've had a couple, couple knees here and there since you've been here. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit frustrating, but you know, it's just part of the journey, I guess. Yep. How'd you pull? How, how was the weekend apart from the injury? Oh, it was a tough one, wasn't it? You know, right. um, not an ideal result. Um, but yeah, I guess we just got to look forward to this week now. Um, mate, well, first of all, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Oh, know, it's right. bloody great to have you in here. Um, look, today we're going to talk about your transition to the Knights. Obviously, you're from England, so that yep. journey here over to the uh, Newcastle Knights. Uh, we're going to preview this weekend's game against the Roosters. Um, obviously, it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big game. We've got a and a couple of ex uh, players and a few friends in the, on the other side, so it should be fun. Um, we're going to talk about how you were discovered over in the UK. Yep. Uh, we're also going to talk about, uh, and hopefully not at length, we're going to talk about Origin 3. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that didn't go very well. Um, and then we're going to go on a bit of an Insta deep dive, mate. We've kind of picked up a few little photos and things that we'd just like the deeper story on, if you could, uh, you know, indulge us. Also, we've got three goats and croaks. It's back. And we're going to do top three or three of your favourite international players. And look, we did on media day this year at the start of the year, we asked our players, how do you like your Milo? Croaks, I believe you said something like 18 scoops or something. Yeah, 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 yeah a little bit of milk. A little yeah. bit of milk. We asked Dom and he's like, what? No, nah, haven't had Milo. Yeah, Don't I've know what to stick for that. I've been saying, how have you not tried it? But yeah. So today... As an exclusive for Knights HQ, we're going to get uh, some Milo in for Dom to give it a go and see what he thinks. So uh, that should round us out. It's basically just brown sugar, mate. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. You just yeah. put splash a bit of milk, mate. We'll we'll start off about about your journey. You you played two games for Huddersfield, and people don't know Huddersfield, mate. It's the heart of rugby league, and that's where it all stemmed from. You debuted at 17 years old. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a bit further back from there. Was it always footy when you were growing up? Because you're quite the athlete, so it could have been a number of sports, um, I'm guessing. Yeah. My parents kind of just pushed me into every sport, to be honest. They were both sporting themselves. They both probably basketball was their first sport. And then as my dad grew up, he kind of got pushed into rugby. When he moved to, like, the north, you know, everyone plays it there. So and he had the body for it. So 
I always kind of enjoyed rugby more than the other sports. I played like football. I mean, soccer, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Soccer, cricket. I kind of played everything, but bit of a cricketer, were you? Oh, I played it. Yeah, batsman, it was right. batsman or a bowler? <laughs> no, nah, I was a bowler. Oh, I could imagine that. <laughs> Seven foot tall. <laughs> the bowler and just a big swinger. Yeah. <laughs> Smack it over, Cal. You ever play cricket going up, Jay? Mate, I played one game of cricket, oh, really? and it's actually a funny story. It was when we moved back to Newcastle from Melbourne when I was a young fella. Yeah. And I played one game, and it was at Fassy Fern Oval. Shout out Fassy Fern Oval. Padded up, walked out, bang, duck, first ball gone. Yeah, never played Back again. in the sheds, that was it. It was all over. Yeah. <laughs> that was like cricketing career. <laughs> but yeah, rugby was always the one, um, especially – my brother was a couple of years older watching him play. I always just wanted to kind of be like him. So yeah, we'll talk about your brother a little bit later. But so it all it all would have happened pretty quick, right? Because you've gone. Were you still in school when you debuted? Because you debuted at seventeen. Yeah, I was in college still. Yeah. So funnily enough, my last exam of college, like I was done with school, everything. Yeah, yeah. I was the day I debuted. Yeah, so you oh, did wow. the exam and then went and <laughs> played. The exam in the morning. Went and played for one of the <laughs> greatest rugby league clubs. Of, yeah, so went straight down to the training because we played away. Yeah, straight down to the training facility, got the bus down. No way. Had all my like gears packed in the bag in the morning. And then Were you waiting for like the minimum amount of time you need to do the exam to click over <laughs> so you could get out of there? I mean, I couldn't really get it off my yeah because I knew I was playing. <laughs> yeah, but just because it was my last exam, I kind of yeah. yeah. And did all crazy. and did all your mates who you at college? Did they know you were debuting? Um. Yeah, they did, yeah. So how how did you get did you get a phone call during the week or what was the go? Um yeah, I think it was just during the week. Like I'd, I had a full week preparing for it, which was good. Like yeah. it wasn't just a last minute thing. Um so yeah, was, I had the full week to prepare. Dude, how'd you, my family knew. How did you concentrate on that exam? Surely. You all you thinking about is footy yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, 100%. But I get the relief when I was walking out there. You know when you're like, you're debuting, so you're already really excited and you finish your last exam? Like, yeah. I was on such a high that day, like the whole day. So yeah, yeah, really yeah. Crazy. yeah. Um, and for our listeners, college is high school, right? The equivalent of high school in England? Well, it's a bit different over there. Okay. So you finish high school in year 11. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you can kind of do what you want. You can get an apprenticeship. You can start working or you can go to college, which is kind of sets you up for university. So not yeah. everyone goes to college. Yeah. But obviously, because my parents were kind of pushing me down that education route, um, I went to college, so it's kind of like two years of college. You choose three subjects, and then that gets you into university, essentially. Okay, so sort of like a stepping stone between Pretty high school and stone. university. So if you want to get into the top universities, you have to go to like a college. You have to get good grades at college. So gotcha. What were you doing at college? I did business, psychology, and PE. Yeah, because he's quite, and some people might not know this, you're actually quite brainy, as long, along with your brother, who you just said had just finished a law degree, was it? Yeah, he's just graduated Master of Law. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And so so you're studying business, is that something you want to do after footy? Yeah, I've always had a little bit of an interest in business, to be honest. I feel like I've always had kind of a little business head. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's always interested me, so I think cool. it's something I could definitely go into. So, so it wouldn't have been a very long, sorry, Craig, no, right, right, right. wouldn't have been a very long period of time between when you decide, because you're saying you've played all these different sports, and being over there in England, obviously, um, football or soccer would be obviously the main thing. Yep. So rugby league's probably not, you know, maybe what, sport four or five down the list or something like that for yep, people yep. to play. If you debut at 17 and you're playing all this stuff as a young fella, you probably made up your mind, I'm going to be a rugby league player. And then two or three years later, you're, you're debuting in first grade. Like yeah. that, That's crazy, I man. I would have been about 13 or 14 when I kind of chose to stick with rugby because I remember um, football and rugby ended up clashing. Yeah. On the weekends, the, the, end of the games were on the same day. Yeah. Yep. So I was always going to choose rugby, but yeah, I had to kind of make a decision. But I think just because 
everyone back home wants to put wants to be a, a football player. Yeah, it's kind of harder to. And I was I was better at rugby, so yeah. In your debut, do you remember much about the game itself? Yeah, I mean, I just remember it. It just felt so surreal. Yeah. everything just felt so weird. Like um, it was pretty special. Obviously, having my family at the game and stuff, but. Just walking out, you know what the crowds are like over there. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't find much on it, mate. So tell us who Javerse. So um, played St. Helens, oh. which were the league leaders at the time. Yeah. So like, obviously, I knew it was going to be a tough game. But yeah, like just walking out, hearing the fans singing, going crazy. Um, my family there. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a, a movie to be honest. Looking yeah, back, very at it. cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you win the game? Nah, we didn't. We, we <laughs> probably, yeah, we we lost pretty bad, I think. But. Um, I actually thought I went all right in the game, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I was happy with how I played, kind of yeah, thing, for good, a 17 year old. Yeah. And because you only played two games for Huddersfield, was your next yeah. game the year after? Yeah, my next game was the year after, um, against St. Helens again. Again? So you've yeah. versed them twice. So you've yeah, you've only twice. ever versed St. Yeah. Helens in the Super Pretty League. Funny, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so how come, do you know the reason why you didn't get as many games the next year? Um, uh, or was it just they were just people in front of you? Um. I don't want to go too deep into it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. 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 Um, and when you're out there, you know, are you just are you taking little mental snapshots of it? Like you said, you remember a lot of it. And for something like that, you know, like people say that same sort of thing for like big life events. Yeah. You don't take the time to, you know, smell the flowers, as it yeah, were. Smell you the Kanye, you Kanye West reference there, yep. um, Croaks, and you know, you blink and it's done. Uh, did you give yourself time to really bring it in and, and really sort of, you um, know, take it all in? Yeah, I don't know if I ever, like, kind of took a step back and reflected on it, to be honest, just because I was so young at the time. Um, you just yeah, going off instinct. I yeah, I can't, it kind of yeah. all happened so fast and stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah, I've got so many, like, photos and videos from that from that day that I always look back on and always, um, you know, it makes me pretty proud that I, that I did that. But, yeah. When... When was the first moment that you started getting recruited by the um, NRL? So I was, I think I was about 15, 16 when I first started, when I first got a message from an NRL team. From an NRL team? Yeah. Can I ask what it was? The Storm. The Storm. Yeah. Right. So I think I played in the England under 16 game against France. And then, yeah, I got like a, a message out of the blue about it. And they were just kind of intrigued. So. You never really showed any interest down that path, or um, nah. It was definitely like a big possibility. Um, I remember I was meant to go over there and um, like go into the preseason kind of camp thing. Yeah. Um, but then I ended up getting injured, having surgery, so that kind of put that off. And then uh, after that, I kind of just felt like I needed another year of under my belt, just playing back home, just being in front of my family, being comfortable kind of thing. Because there was a point there where I was maybe going to go early. Yep. But, um, yeah, I just felt like I needed that extra year of maturity. And then after after that year, then that's when I kind of got a few more. So without that injury, there was a high chance that you would have been doing pre-season with the Storm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. a crazy thing to yeah, think yeah, about. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Okay, well, now we'll fast forward to when – because it was – was it Alex that got you over here? Alex McKinnon? Yeah, Alex. So he was the main reason of you coming over to the Knights. Yeah. So um, I played in the Origin equivalent game kind of thing over there. And I think he's obviously seen that and um, liked what he saw, I guess. And then that's how we first kind of started getting in contact. But it's, it's interesting because I didn't really have an agent or anything at the time. Yep. So when these clubs are kind of reaching out, 
you're just getting like a message of social media or like a text message. And yeah, like, how right. They, yeah, like, wow. yeah, right. How, how have they got my number? Like, yeah. how, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's pretty interesting, like, weird how it all happens. Like, you think when you're younger, you don't really think about that kind of thing. Like, how would it even come about? Yeah, exactly right. And then when you just get a random message, you're like, yeah, it's just pretty crazy. But yeah, it sort of feels like it's a bit too yeah. too true, like too yeah. good to be true. Yeah. yeah. So when you get the message from Alex, like how does it get from just a message to having a discussion yeah, yeah. about it to getting to the point that you're going to move yeah. cross well, country to, to be here? Yeah. Well, he's obviously like, you know, he wants to discuss things and me being me, like I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to talk. My dad was pretty good with that. Um, yeah. You know, he's real switched on. He was, he was massive for me in the start. Um, um, negotiating everything, kind of just like being my agent, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. He always um, well, at least you know, know about it too. Wants got, a little cut of um, <laughs> yeah. old deals. I was going to say, at least you know he's got, he's got your yeah. best interest at heart so, too. So yeah, he was, he was pretty good for me. He kind of spoke, um, represented me. So that's how it kind of developed. Yep. And then when, when you finally decided to make this move, what's it like when, like we've, by the time this is out that, People will know that Tex Hoy has gone to Hull, Hull now, and yep. it's a massive move to move yourself halfway across the world. Yep. For for a dream and a goal that you know ultimately could crumble, but you've made the most of it. What's it like when you finally make that decision? And you go, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go overseas. Yeah. Um, I think the decision in itself is kind of easy to make because you still sat at home. Yeah. You, you you still, I think it doesn't truly sink in until yeah. you realise. I'm actually leaving the country. I'm going to the other side of the world in a couple of weeks, mm. saying bye to the friends and family. And like, not like in that moment that text is probably now, he's, it's not going to feel real. Do you know what I mean? Like he's still yeah. with us or whatever. So I think that moment where it really sunk in, where I was really actually leaving, that's when it kind of hit home and that's when it was kind of difficult. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably one of the best decisions I've made. So yeah. Did it, does it still get difficult now, or you or you think you're almost completely settled? Um, in? It gets difficult. Um, obviously, I miss my family and stuff, but I think it gets easier with time. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm speaking to them all the time. Um, they're actually coming out in a couple of weeks. Are they really? They're coming out in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, so when was the last time you seen them? Christmas. So I went home for Christmas. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It wasn't too long, but yeah, they're actually coming out for the first time, which will be pretty exciting. Have awesome. they ever been to Australia? Never, never, never for a holiday been, or nothing. Been, uh, and so they're, they're coming in for spring and summer, so yeah. yeah. So the whole good. the whole crew's coming. <laughs> mum, dad, and your brother. No, nah, unfortunately, my brother can't make it. Yep. But yeah, mum and dad are going to come over. So that's great, pretty fun, mate. That'll be exciting. Very when cool. you first come here, is it true that you lived with Alex? Yeah, I lived with Alex for a good few months in out the back of his place. Yeah, in yeah. in a little granny flat or yeah, something. He wasn't took it? me under his wing. Yeah, it was in a little granny flat. Yeah. So awesome. I guess you owe a lot of your career to hundred percent. Yeah, he looked after me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I owe him a lot. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What was it like when you when you were living with Alex? Did you ever sort of dive into his footy career at all? Um, nah, probably not really. I mean, he definitely gave me a little bit of advice and kind of tipped me up on a few things. But yeah, I've not spoke to him too much about his career, but he was definitely really helpful. Like I couldn't really bust anything more from him, to be honest. So when you come out from England and like, obviously, you know, you're probably dealing with a lot of things like homesickness and things like yeah. that, missing your friends, your mates. Does that make, I guess, are you more motivated to crack first grade and, and reach your goals because you've gone this far to get it to this point? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that was the main thing that I kind of needed as well. Like my main reasoning for kind of coming here was 
just pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I knew that I'd get the best out of me as a person. I feel like back home I was probably too comfortable yeah. where I was at and I, d I didn't know whether I was, I knew I had like potential or whatever, but I just, w I really wanted to reach it and get where I knew I, knew I could be. I didn't know if I could achieve that how I wanted to back home. Yeah. So yeah, that was one of the main reasons, but I, I guess like when I first kind of got into the preseason, I don't have my friends or family, I don't have like loads of things to be doing. It does, it does help you just like focus on what you want to reach. You know yeah, I mean? for sure. And without that safety net, yeah, you can't really take no as an option really. Yeah. It's, it's sink or swim type yeah, stuff. 100%. Like I'm not having anyone in my ear like telling me what I want to hear. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. I'm just facing it head on kind of thing. Yeah. When so. you, when you come over here, it was the back end of 2020 leading into the 2021 season, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's in the midst of COVID. Did you have to quarantine in a hotel? Yeah. So you had to yeah, do the full 14 day off. That was pretty rough, yeah, two week quarantine. Where'd you do that? Did you do that in Sydney? I did that in Sydney, yeah. Look, I had a pretty nice place, luckily. Yeah. It wasn't like locked in my hotel room. I had a little balcony so I could get some fresh air. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty pretty tough. Like. It's tough, eh? Because I remember I had to do it last year yeah, when I was coming up to the yeah. sunny coast. Yeah. And everyone always talks about like day 10 and 11. And you sort of don't believe it. But then when it ha when you actually get to that day, yeah. you just feel like... Yeah, you feel like crazy. You're just, yeah, you're just starting yeah, to want to yeah. go home and throw it all away. And add in the fact you just moved from England yeah, well, into that, that as, well. as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel because I was going to Sunny Coast with all the boys yeah. and I was getting out of lockdown in New South Wales last year. Yeah. So I knew I was yeah, it was. I was in for a bit of a trip anyway. You know, yeah. I was, there was a bit of partying going on because our season was ending, but Dommy's going head on yeah. into a pre-season <laughs> yeah. in summer and he's just come from England. <laughs> what, was the, what was the climate like? That hurt you? Yeah, I think if I can remember when the first day I got out of quarantine was that hot, ridiculously hot day, like <laughs> 40 degree day, like dry as anything, <laughs> sweating buckets. Yeah. Thinking, what about walking? Yeah, yeah. No. And, and it wasn't long after you got out that you actually had to start pre season, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I've, I might have had a couple of days to yeah. kind of reset and then I was kind of into it. And I think, as you know, that probably yeah. shocked <laughs> me a little bit. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like your first NRL pre season? Yeah, it was tough, man. Like, fitness was never my strong point before coming there. So, like, yeah. that's not ideal, is it? Walking no. into <laughs> and then our old preseason. Obviously, um, I've adapted a bit more now. I think. Like, yeah, oh, I'm mate, pretty good now. But like, yeah, it, yeah, that first preseason was rough, man. Like, there was yeah. a lot of dark, you know, dark, <laughs> dark times. Get me back <laughs> to England. Yeah. 100%. What What have I done? Yeah, I, well, yeah. it's funny we, you and I share our debut round. So when I yeah. come on, come to the club full time to be the you know videographer guy, was round three, 2021. And my first job when I walked into the stadium that day was, hey man, there's this young kid from England. And I think he's going to debut today. Can you just make sure you get some shots of him like pregame and stuff and follow him around a little bit and <laughs> talk to Alex about it and things like that. So that was a link that Dom and I shared. The, your debut game was yeah. kind of my first sort of round at the stadium and doing my thing as well. So that all happened pretty quick, mate. Like, Yep. You're only three rounds into your first NRL season and training as a full-time NRL player. What was it like when you when you got the news that you were debuting for the Knights? Yeah, it was pretty crazy, to be honest, because, I don't know, I just remember when I signed, like, I know I had a lot of people writing me off, and um, obviously to debut pretty early in the year, it was kind of, it gave me that sense of, like, you know what I mean, like, screw you kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. feel good about myself. And yeah. Like, and I was, yeah, I was just really excited, really proud that my family would be able to see me. And, and it was obviously a massive dream of mine to play in the NRL. So, like, yeah, it was pretty special. Refresh my memory. Who was that against? Tigers? Tigers, yeah. Tigers last year. You win, did we win that one? 
nah. we lost like in the last was it like the last minute uh, or something? I think I remember it was a pretty that. hard game pretty bit, tough yeah. loss it's a bit of a trend isn't it the people that come on here they usually yeah. lose their debut <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, was a, it was a pretty tough game yeah um, and then I think was it you played six games last year is that right yeah yeah, yeah. how was that mate yeah it was good mate like obviously to get that experience under the belt like it's invaluable um, obviously had some high moments and then probably yeah, some yeah. lows as well but I think that's definitely shaped me um, and helped me this year to kind of um, use them tough lessons as like you know learnings and and get better from them so what was the main thing that you found that was the difference between the NRL and the Super League if you can sort of remember yeah. back to both of those times even just watching it yeah yeah I think it's just the probably the pace of the game um, like you, you have to be switched on for the whole 80 minutes you can't have any players off do you know what I mean you can't yeah. you know be optimistic you can't you just can't do that um, obviously back home I don't know I'd probably like say I'd have a, a decent carry I thought that was good, good enough and I could kind of just have a have a set I mean? off or something, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you just don't get that luxury here. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing, obviously, the fitness wise as well. Like you, ha- you know, you gotta be, you gotta be fit to play the game. Like you, you can't, you, you, not only can you not have a playoff, you got to be capable of not being able to have a playoff as well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think the pace of the game and you know this how skillful the game is and everything moving and all the little fine details I've probably not uh, focused on in the past. Definitely the biggest. Change. Now, now cra- it's a crazy first year because you come over here, right? Other side of the world, yeah. You have a bit of a rough preseason. You debut in your third round. You play a couple games. Halfway through the season, the NRL goes, "Mate, New South Wales is in shambles. We're going to send you all up to Queensland." Yeah. And you're going, "Mate, I'll just move to New South. Wales. What's <laughs> doing? I don't want to go up here." What, what are you thinking of when when that happens? Yeah, well, to be fair, like it probably wasn't as bad for me. No, like, yeah. I don't have any ties to Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, so I was gotcha. like, oh, I'm, getting, I'm seeing more of Australia. Like, this yeah, is, this yeah, is yeah right. exactly right. Problem, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it wasn't too bad for me. Um, obviously, the sunny coast, the weather. Yeah, like, it's, I was, it's I was not that bad. It, yeah. Like, yeah. So to be fair, I, I enjoyed that, um, and I think everyone did getting away to sunny coast. Like, I think that was a good time for everyone, really. Um, so yeah, I kind of enjoyed that little. And did you think that time at Sunny Coast and like you know the amount of time you were at, were around the group and you guys have talked about it a million times and so has Ads he's talked about it, like how you guys came closer as a group and all that sort of stuff. Do you think that helped with you slingshotting into this year's preseason and and the work you did in that to set yeah. up for this year? Yeah, I think that helped me quite a lot to be honest. Um, just spending a lot more time with people. Yeah, you don't obviously get to spend that much time off the field, kind of thing. Um, so it just kind of I reckon that made me feel A lot more comfortable In the group Yeah um, And just like You could just be A lot more professional And it kind of Let you see What it took To kind of be that Professional athlete That you want to be So I think I've definitely Kind of le- lent on The experiences Of Sunny Coast And tried to like um, You know Take that upon myself This year as well To kind of live that lifestyle That I was living there Because I think Everyone was like On there You know what I mean everyone do, was you, do you miss it up there? Because a few of the boys talk about it and they miss it. See, I was only yeah, up there for Mad Monday, so of yeah. course I miss the Mad Monday. <laughs> nah, 100%. Like, I always say like to a few of the boys, like, yeah. Like, we always talk about, you know, some of the sunny coast times. So. Yeah. And how, how much do you reckon that links to, like, your performance on the field? Like, really sort of coming together with the boys, um, spending time together. There's yeah. probably boys in the group that you, obviously you would have, you know, talked to and, and had yeah, something yeah. to do with, but having that extra amount of time... Um, you know, I, I just feel like just generally as humans, when we feel more comfortable with who we, where yeah, we are, you know, we're going to be better. It's a pretty big thing, I think. I think when you like step in onto the field and you just trust in, you have that trust in 
in everyone that you're playing with. Like, that's when you're playing at your best, when you just trust all, all your teammates and you know what you're going to get from them and you yeah. know they're going to turn up, you know they're going to do what, you know what I mean, the right thing. I think that's pretty big for, yeah. the, for the team, to be honest. Growing up, mate, wanting to be a rugby league player. Yeah. Did you ever have a rugby league hero? Um, yeah, I did actually. Um, so I was a Bradford fan growing up. Bradford yeah, right, yeah, Bradford ticket Bulls, holder. Yeah. Um, and oh, I used really? To, ticket yeah, holder, yeah. Yeah, ticket holder. Um, yeah, home and away, mate. I was a pretty mad fan about yeah, it. Nice, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I loved Leslie Vinacola growing up. I don't All know right. if you know him. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like this big, massive winger. Yeah. Scored the maddest tries, like strongest, strong as hell. Like, yeah, he was just... Yeah, I looked up to him. Obviously, being a back too. Yeah, yeah, he was just my, one of my favorite players growing up. What about someone you looked up to away from footy? Would it be your old man, older brother? Um, yeah, definitely my brother and my old man. To be honest, yeah. Um, obviously, my brother because he was playing at the same time, kind of like coming through the ranks, and I was I was only a couple of years behind him. So I think I think he helped me massively because obviously he was in the England setup, he was in the uh, the lead setup, and then he went to Huddersfield. But like. Just him going through the ranks and me like following his footsteps, he just could just tell me all the little things that you don't really get an insight into. Just with your brother, did he ever get a crack at Super League? Did he ever play a game? Um, nah, so he he'd finished all the academy and then he kind of got um, he got a first team offer. Yep, but he he just chose to focus on university. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't as you know like interested in it. Yeah, and some people are didn't excite him as much. Yeah, you know exactly right. Um, so, look, we're just going to take a quick break, boys. Um, when we come back, we're going to sort of talk about a bit more about sort of this year. We're going to talk about bouncing back from the Manly loss and into the Roosters game. Um, we're going to talk uh, what three goats and croaks, and we're going to try some Milo and stuff like that. So, look, a lot to look forward to. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the NIB Newcastle Knights. Thank you to Athletes Foot for being today's podcast partner. It's here, the Athletes Foot biggest store ever. Now open at Katara Homemaker Centre, the Athletes Foot has taken fit to a whole new level with the biggest range of footwear from ASICS, Sacconi, New Balance and more, equipment, accessories and the only store with a fit range of clothing for trail, running, yoga and gym. The Athletes Foot biggest store ever. Open now at Katara Homemaker Centre, now that's fit. Welcome back to Knights HQ, the official podcast of the NIB Newcastle Knights, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Well, we're going to do an Insta deep dive on you, Dom. We've gone through the Instagram account. We screenshotted some stuff. But first, we're just going to have a quick chat about this weekend, Friday night, against Sydney Roosters. Should be a good game. Yep. Both teams kind of finding, trying to find a bit of form, you know, obviously... Both have been a bit up and down this year. Um, you know, what do you reckon our chances are? What do you, what do you reckon the game's won, boys? Oh, look, I, look, the Roosters are a quality side and they've got quality players. Unfortunately, they've been hit pretty hard with injuries. Yeah. Um, Billy Smith and um, Satili Tupanua have both done their ACL and I believe Siwa Takiaho has got a facial fracture. So they're a bit wounded at the moment too with Kiri coming back, but they're a quality side and we're going to have to be up for it. Um, big crowd as always at... At Mac Jones and yeah, um, yeah, we really need to put a put a performance together, especially for eighty minutes. And uh, it's always a good battle when we verse the Roosters. You know, we've had some quality games round one this year, and um, a game a couple of years ago where Jew scored under the post. And uh, yeah, we've had some good games. You played? Did you play in round one, Tommy? Yeah. What was that like when we beat them? Yeah, that was that was a pretty special game to be honest. Um, yeah. Obviously, the first game of the season, wanting to start on a high, but I feel like. That game was just, everyone was just on, you know, yeah. like, 
Yeah. Yeah. If we can find, you know, what we what we did that game. I know people are saying the Roosters were under or whatever, but um, I think, I don't believe that. I think we would, we you know, we played a perfect game there. And I think if we can kind of try and replicate that, then that'll go a long way. So, to and winning. yourself, mate, like though you had two big defensive efforts on yeah. on one side and then you scored a really great try on the other end off gags. That was, <laughs> that was really good. So yeah, hope, mate, if we can find the form that we showed in round one, you know, there's no yeah. reason why we can't come home with Can the I just points. jump back into footy, sorry, real yeah, quick? Yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah. Um, we had a little note here about scoring your hat-trick, your club hat-trick against the uh, Titans. Yeah. How was that? That would have been awesome if, if Edric could get fired. Five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got a bit outdone by your other winger who yeah, got five. What was that like? Yeah, that was pretty crazy, to be fair. Um, getting three tries and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was pretty mad, like, looking back... Um, Definitely uh, one of the highlights of my career, probably, Cause so I, far. Because I was right next to you when you picked up the ball to score your last one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know you were home? Because people might not know, Domi was cramping. Oh, like two minutes yeah, before. It. with cramp. Yeah, he a was. A couple minutes before. He was in all sorts. My calves, and then I kind of picked the ball off, and I seen all that space in front of him. Yeah. I was like, oh. Here we go. Oh, Here wow. we go. Yeah, I kind of took the first step, and I could feel my calf just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of just did what I had to do to get there. I wasn't breaking any records. Dude, but. I was filming Braddy for his reactions to the game. Yeah. And I'm kind of trying to think of, like, when we're in, like, an attacking position to start recording. So yeah. if something happens, I've got it. And because that was so against the run of play, yeah, we're defending. I yeah. forgot to hit record. I just saw you pick up the ball, and I'm like, "Go, Dommy!" And yeah. then I'm like, "Oh, wait up! I'm meant to be recording this." So, like, but um, what made you put the finger up? Yeah, <laughs> mate, what's going know. through your head? I'm a <laughs> for that too, but yeah, I don't know, mate. I can't even tell you what's going through. It just happened, mate. It just came out. You know I had mate? my me and Gags. We had a just hand came up. Out, when he mate. when he was he had 80 meters to go. Me and Gags put our hands up. The crowd were going crazy, and I could see a few of the fans. You know, just. Yeah, going mad. I was like, that was just you know, big oh, salute. Oh mate, we're gonna we're gonna take a little look at the. Uh, we're gonna do a little thing called the Insta deep dive. So we're just gonna go through your Instagram, yep. pick out a couple of photos, and this one here, uh, mate, posted on the fifteenth of September, twenty twenty. Yeah, I believe that's from your Super League debut. We've already spoke about your debut on at seventeen, and um, for the rich history club Huddersfield that it has. Um, what I want to ask is, seventeen years old at a club like that, are there many senior blokes that take you under your wing? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'd probably, you know, J- Jermaine McGilvery, um, Leroy Kudjo were definitely. I've heard of Leroy Kudjo. Yeah. Leroy Kudjo, Jermaine, they're both England internationals. Both, you know, born and bred in Huddersfield, legends of the club, uh, one club men, um, and my position to winger centre. So, you know, every day at training, they're always giving me advice. Um, you know, they they kind of always saw my the potential that I had and, and always believed in me as well. And um, obviously having players like that believing in you gave me a lot of confidence. And yeah, I just feel like they really took me under the wing. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of credit to, to give them. Yeah. Um, and also when I was actually debuting, Jordan Turner, you know, he was my centre that game. And he just kind of, he was just good with me. You know, he just gave me so much confidence, just speaking to me all the time, just, just helping me and... Obviously, I was young. I, I wasn't a complete player by any means, and he yeah. knew that. So, yeah, I'll give a lot of credit to him um, for helping me with, with my debut and, yeah, them two boys as well. You're a quietly confident kid, but that's because you work so hard that you believe in yourself. When you go into your debut at 17, are you a bit nervous? Are you a bit scared? Or do you, <laughs> or do you just go, no, nah, I, reckon I, I reckon I can handle um, this? Yeah, it's a weird one because... I don't know whether it was because obviously I told you before with the exam and stuff because I had so many emotions going on that day, but for some reason I wasn't like really nervous. Yeah. I think it was just because I was just excited and I just wanted to kind of prove myself and show what I can do and I wasn't really 
I wasn't focusing on what could go wrong kind of thing. I was yeah. just, I was just looking at what what could go right. So I was just excited. I just wanted to get out there and kind of. And when you're kind of working like all that time to get to that point, yeah, I guess it's almost like I belong here. I've done the work. Yeah. I've done everything that I need to. They've yeah. given me the nod. Here I am. Yeah. Now it's time to show what I Even, can do. Yeah, I kind of felt like I was I was ready. Even though I was only 17, I did feel like I was ready. And, you know, I might not have been, but what, yeah. for whatever reason at that time, I felt like I was. And, yeah, I just kind of had that mindset going into it. Um, I think my old man always drilled that into me too. He, al- I've al- he always told me to back myself, and that's something I've always kind of done. So Yeah, perfect. Is your old man where you get your Jamaican side from? Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted something. No, no, you're right. No. Just uh, for the listeners, yeah, mate, just yeah. so they know. If they, if they don't know... Yeah. You are half Jamaican, half English. He was really yeah. using his uh, Jamaican roots up at uh, Sunny Coast too, down the beach every day, mate. <laughs> getting a bit of colour. Yeah, getting a ton. So, mate, we've already talked about it, but the second shot here, and look, if you are listening to it, obviously you're not seeing these photos, but if you're watching us on YouTube, we are now on YouTube, you are seeing these shots as we're talking about go, them. Go on there, mate. Leave a comment, leave a like, do whatever Subscribe, you like. Subscribe, hit the bells. Um now all the bells and whistles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've already talked about your debut for the knights in 2021 yeah but can you remember when you found out what you were doing you know was it a late call up that type of thing yeah i, th- I remember we had a training session down at um Hunter sports was it i think yep yep and um i think brady went down in the session um and then obviously i ended up filling in and then kind of at the end of the session Adzi was like oh i don't know if um you know, Brick's going to be right for the game, but obviously, you know, if, if he's not, then Dom's going to step in there and and kind of, um, you know, make my debut, obviously. And yep. I didn't really know what was going to happen. Like, I didn't know if it was going to end up happening or, but, you know, I just kind of, I, I guess I hoped that he was injured yeah, and I did yeah. get the opportunity, but yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out, you know, he obviously couldn't um, play and then that kind of gave me my opportunity. So, bit of a beard in that photo. We'll ever say that again. Yeah. That's all um, neck. That is all neck. It's not really a beard, is it? I kind of was trying to... For some That's reason, a moustache and then a for neck. For some reason, I tried clinging onto it. Yeah. Well, I just didn't realise how scruffy I looked. My mum hated it. She was telling me to shave it every day, but I was clinging onto something there. You, you have cut your hair. I like what you do with your hair. Oh, yeah. your biggest fan, Tommy. Best looking man in Newcastle. Oh, mate, third, third photo, third and last photo. It's just a photo of you standing at the beach looking a little bit swag, might I add. Um, what do you get up to? Uh, living in the beautiful city of Newcastle, what do you yeah. get up to on your days off? Um, I think you're wearing a hobby that you get up to on your days off. Yeah, um, I guess a few, um, few of um, me and my mates, we kind of, we have a bit of an interest in, you know, like fashion, I guess, not like, you know, we like our clothes. We, um, I don't know, we kind of had a little idea that we'd, we'd try and start a little a little brand. Um we're probably not being too serious with it, but no. we're, just having a, <laughs> we're just having a bit of fun with it, I guess. Um, Give him yeah. a plug, mate. Give him N- a plug, bro. NZ Clothing. NZ Clothing, yeah. Um, NZ Co on your um, Instagram if you want to buy a tea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you get up to, mate? Like the beach and that? Yeah, to be honest, mate, just cruising around. Yep. Going around the beach, having a coffee or whatever. Just Who's in the crew? Who's in the crew? Is it the, anyone they know? Any any teammates? Who's in the crew? Yeah, um, well, I live with Maps. Yep. Um, I used to live with Chris as well, so he's always with us. Uh, Bailey, obviously. Bailey. Hello, Englishman. Yep. What's it like living with Maps? <laughs> nah, it's good. It's good? Yeah, me and Maps, you know, we get on real well, um, you know. Hey, he's a good bloke. King of the Cambridge, does that nickname still stick <laughs> on that? Has that gone away? <laughs> nah, I don't know where that came from, <laughs> to be honest with you. 
You gave it to yourself. You got the wrong one there. All right, mate. Uh, listen, we're going to jump. We're going to jump forward into a segment. It's called um, Three Goats with Three Goats with Croaks. A bit of a tongue. I don't think we've ever said that right. Nah, no. But, but that adds to the charm of the segment. It's all part of it, mate. Yeah, we're rookies. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to talk about. Well, I'm going to talk about the three greatest international rugby league players. Now, apologies for all non-Australian listeners, but I've only gone with three Australian players. Um, I was a bit rushed doing this, so maybe Domi could help and think of his three greatest. Yep. English international players. Oh, so you've gone kangaroo players. Oh, I've just gone kangaroo yeah, players. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because yep, yep. I was a bit behind on time. I was going to throw Gary. That's why I Gary. shortballed it to you because yeah. I was like international players. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know about this. Maybe so, Crooks has got something. So to start <laughs> off, I actually had these blokes tied at three, but I've I've decided to put Mal Meninga at three. Yep. Now he went on four Aussie tours, and back in the day, the Aussie tours were only every four years. So that's a 12-year span of playing for um, – the kangaroos because you go one four years later you go two yeah well wow. four years yep so right so 12 years um he played 46 games he captained 26 uh 23 test matches now i want to tell a little story about the 1990 um rugby league ashes tour and it was played over in england and australia had lost the first game and there was a lot of heat coming in on australia for game two because this would be the first time they don't come back home with the trophy and I can't remember how many years it was, but it spanned over almost half a decade. Anyway, game two, Australia up, and Rick, Ricky Stewart throws an intercept pass with not long to go in the game. England score under the post, and it and it all looks like Australia's they've lost it. Right, it's a best of two, a best of three series. Anyway, fast forward a little bit, England, uh, Australia throwing the ball around looking for someone. Cliffy Lyons, bang, hits Ricky Stewart, and he throws this big dummy. Massive dummy, and he goes through, and he's got a bunch of clear space. And go look it up on on YouTube because it's a great try. He's steaming down, and he's looking left and right, looking for a little bit of support. Bang! In comes Big Mal, and he runs to the right of Ricky, and Ricky looks to the right, and I can't remember the play he does, but Mal gives this this English support runner just a little bump, a little bump yeah. off the ball, then goes to Ricky's left. Ricky hits him. He scores under the post. We win. We go on to win the third game, and we win the series. Gotcha. I've heard Blocker, Steve Roach, tell stories about that 1992 and they just said the things Mal did was just inhuman how yeah. good he played. Yeah. And to play in a team like that, if you go back and look at the look at the team, it was just stacked with talent, stuck with legends. Um, you know, he's an immortal of our game. So Mal's at three. Yeah. That try to is super famous, right? Super I famous. Think I've seen that. Super famous, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ricky goes through, he's running, he's looking left and right. Big Mal's coming up on his right. Mal gives the defender a little bump. I don't know if it would be a penalty in these days. He gives him a little shove. Yeah. Anyways, the way it was. And for people that don't play the game, that's to obviously give yourself more space. Exactly. Exactly. And then he, he bounced up on uh, Ricky's left, catches the ball, goes under the sticks. Yep. At number two, now this might be a bit controversial, I had Cameron Smith. Okay. Right. Yep. Let me rattle off some of his statistics. 56 yep. games, second most in Australian rugby league. Captain them 33 times. He won two golden boots, which is, which is the best player in the world, best international player in the world. Um, he won 85% of his Aussie matches. 2017 and 2013 World Cup winner. 2009, 2011, 2016, four nations winner. Now, to captain your state 33 times is a fair... To play for your... Uh, sorry, to captain... Sorry. To play for your country 33 times is a mean feat in its own. Yeah. But to captain them 33 times is pretty incredible. And yep. with the team he had, Cronk, Slater, Inglis, um, you know, Lockyer was there at the back end. 
um, players like Matt Scott, Sam Thido, legends of the game, Paul Gallen. He's at two. Now, my number one, and there's a reason for this, is Darren Lockyer. Now, he has the most caps for Australia. Yeah. And I spoke to Bedsy one day, and he spoke about origin, and then he spoke about test football. And he said, through the 2000s and the and the, um, the late 90s into the early 2010s, all through that 2000s era, he said, Joey dominated origin. Yep. Now, origin's the biggest stage. He said, Joey dominated origin, but Lockie dominated test football. Yeah. And for that to come from Denny Badiris is why he gets my number one selection. Yeah. And that's three goats with croaks. Mate, very well done. Very well researched. Yeah. Did you learn something, Dommy, about Australian rugby league there, mate? I'm going to throw to you. Yeah. And if you had to rattle off the top three English players to play for England, who would they be? Yeah. Um... Probably haven't done as much research as you. No, it's okay, uh, mate. I've only, I've only. Welcome to my again. world, Dom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be honest, three that spring to mind probably familiar to a few Aussies too as well. Um, my top three would probably be Ellery Hanley. Yep. Adrian Morley. Oh, and Adrian Morley. Sam Burgess. Adrian Morley was the first name I thought of when yeah. I was thinking about international players. Yeah. yeah. That guy was. Yeah. Wow. Sent off in 11 seconds, I think it was. <laughs> just <laughs> in a that, test match. That guy yeah. didn't care. He's no. just he did not care. Yeah, yeah he's just an enforcer. He did it in the, you know, over here, I'm back home. You know, you just, just give him the ball and, and hopefully it look, good and luck to anyone. Well, well yeah, you're exactly right, Dom. He did do it over here in the biggest stage. So the 0-2 grand final, Roosters versus Warriors, yep. right? And I can't remember the name of the Warriors player, but he tackles Freddie and he leans in with his head and splits Freddie and, if you watch the footage back, Freddie gets knocked out. He's dazed. He wouldn't come yeah. back on back in this day and age. And then if you watch the rest of the game, Adrian Morley just goes after him, just yeah. attacks him with his defense, runs in him, throws his bumper bars all in his face and just basically helped the Roosters win that GF. Yeah. And that's the biggest stage. You know, he's come from the Super That's the biggest stage to do it in the NRL. Yeah. And he, and he used to do it for England as well. He was an enforcer. Um, a little bit before my time, but heck of a yeah. and, that, and that look, that era was just riddled with great tough and tough, yeah, man. tough, tough man. blokes. Yeah. And he was, you know, the one that they all feared. Like it, it's crazy, man. The, the stuff he did. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the three goats. Yep. Now, I don't know where we're up to. I'm going to look at my sheet. We're going to have a spell, mate. Yeah, we're going to have a spell, are we? We're all right, we're going to have a quick break, and we'll be back because Dom's going to try some Milo. See you soon. <laughs> Knights HQ is brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. Welcome back to Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Now, as I said earlier, we've got a little, uh, oh, it's not even a challenge. We're just going to try something yeah. that we've never <laughs> tried before. Um, earlier in the year, as I said, we had our media day. We asked all the boys how they take their Milo. Dom let us know that he's never had it before. He Looked very blank, had no idea what we're talking about, and apparently you've copped a bit of stick about that ever since. Yeah, apparently that's pretty offensive. So. <laughs> Is there any other Australian dishes you haven't tried? Have you ever tried Vegemite? Yeah, I have tried Vegemite. Actually. Vegemite's rank. Yeah. It's so bad. It's not. I'm an Aussie. Yeah, not I don't even like it. Nah. I love my country, but that's yeah, that's yeah. not my not my thing. I love this, but this is grouse. Yeah. So, do you want some pointers, or are you just gonna have at it? I'm pretty sure, like I know. Basically what it is. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Get into it, lad. Yeah, Get into it, mate. Put so a big scoop of Milo yeah, in that if you're, milk. If you're not watching, 
Dom's got a can of Milo here. Take it he's off got a, a glass butter. of milk and he's got an empty glass. Yeah. And so we'll just commentate this. He's, he's going about it pretty, pretty so cool. I've been told Milo first. Well, this is the thing. Well, it's really up to you, It's up Dom. to you. Because yeah. we have two glasses here. If you want to go the Milo first, you can. The milk has already been poured in a second glass. It yeah. is completely up to you. And he's going to go the Milo. F- yeah, he's going to go, go the Milo. Milo I think first. you're going to go the Gagai, which is Milo first milk and then a bit more Milo. That's, That's what, what he I does. Would actually, do usually. Okay. okay. So, so we're going to go the Gagai of, method. a bit of milk in there, mate. There we go. Mixture of textures. You can throw a bit more in yeah. if you want, mate. I'll finish it if you don't anyway. <laughs> it's a good ratio. It's yeah. a good ratio to start off with. Quick stir. Are you, you going to throw a bit more in? or We were yeah. thinking about making you just take a. But we great for podcasting. Oh, probably don't want to be sticking this back in, do That's okay. No, nah, go for though. it, mate. The people at the night staff don't mind. Yeah, yeah all right, sweet. There's plenty of budget for the Milo. He's <laughs> 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 going a bit more milk. Yeah, here we this go. is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> this is no, that's the there. gag eye method. Yeah, oh, so he goes the Milo, milk, yeah. Milo, milk. Yeah, I don't want any granules at the bottom, you know. Yeah, so. granules. Yeah. granules. <laughs> what would you call it? Mate? I don't know. I don't know. Just call it Milo. Anyway, you're a squalo. I'm not. Right over, I get that in your gob. Nah, that's that's good stuff. Is that what you want on the top, is it? That's good stuff. Looks a little bit like silver water, but you'll like it. Doesn't look great. It's not presentable, but it's lovely. Get into it, son. Yeah, it's pretty good. There you go. Get a bit there of the. Nah, I think you only sip the milk. Get a bit of the granules in it. I reckon dry it. scoop a little bit and then scull a bit yeah, of milk. Yeah. Let's go naughty with it. Yeah. You're drawn to dry. Go scoop. go dry scoop then milk. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> Just try and swallow the dry well, scoop. Got me, in, <laughs> got me into it. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Bit of milk. Yeah, swish it around and that. That's now. the one. What do you reckon? Yeah. I'm not sure about that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. So the gag eye method, you're going with that, mm. not the dry scoop. Could you get around that, Dom? Yeah, it's nice. I like it, yeah. All I right. like, it's like teach a little, I'll teach you a little trick, right, if you're just looking for a little late-night snack of some vanilla ice cream, mm. sprinkle a bit Ooh. of Milo on top of it. Ooh. Now we're talking. Yeah, I can see that working. Yeah, yeah. that is the biz. That definitely yeah. works. Mate, that's all we got. That's it. Dom, thanks so much for coming in, mate. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your story. Learning yeah. about you did your exam going into your yeah. first grade debut, man. That's crazy. So, you know, hopefully, you know, a lot of people got some out of that and got a bit of an insight into sort of your journey here to the nights. Yeah. And, mate, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for coming it, on, mate. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, look, thanks to all listeners. Yeah. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts even. We're on YouTube. Like, subscribe, hit the bells. Full episodes, full video episodes are now on YouTube. And uh, you can go listen to our back catalogue on our website. And as always, thank you to Maxwell Recruitment and Training for bringing you this episode of The Pod. We will see you on the next one. Thank you, boys. Don't stop listening here. Listen to the entirety of Knights HQ Season 1 at newcastleknights.com.au and don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen.